Coast Conference Basketball Championships down to the Final Four. BYU assistant coach Tim Lacombe on live to discuss the Cougars' game plan, plus the two-on-one with Saturday's hero, Kyle Collinsworth. And he'll broadcast tonight's game. ESPN Sean Farnham back on the show. Why he thinks BYU can earn an auto bid to the tournament. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here is Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Monday Blues, as if BYU Sports Nation back to work. Blues the color. (laughs) It's it's BYU. We're seeing shades of BYU blue on Monday, and that's a fantastic thing. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the next face of Maybelline Makeup for Men. Jerem no, Jordan. that's you, dude. Wherever, that's you. Wherever I am. not me. Maybe joining us. Great to have you with us. Semi-final Monday. We're live from Las Vegas. Yeah. It's so early, but I don't care. It's okay. It's just early. It's 9 a.m. Pacific. In what way is it early? Well, we had daylight savings. Do you not feel that at all? Do you it was not, yesterday. Did you, did, oh, this is this is you. Two, two hours ago at we, breakfast, like you could barely keep your eyes two open. Two hours ago. Whatever. Whatever. Don't don't act like you're not affected by this. I had a this. fresh bowl of strawberries and orange juice. I'm ready <laughs> to ready, go. Ready to go. Okay, fair enough. Uh, best part of your weekend outside of the BYU win on Saturday? Playing hot shot in the New York, New York, and bowling in the Orleans. Yes. At midnight with my good friend Kyle Chill. We may have spent $10 on that hot shot game, and it was totally worth it. It and was Chris, fun. And Kristen and Kozlowski won, is still a good basketball You won at the buzzer. Congratulations. Yes, I did beat Jerem head-to-head <laughs> at the buzzer, but we both lost to one Kristen Kozlowski who... Is a former Division yes. One player. One of us played Division One college basketball, and the others of us did not. That's right. <laughs> Join our conversation twenty four seven using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and start with today's Twitter question: BYU will beat San Francisco tonight if fill in the blank. Use hashtag BYUSN. Let us know what you think. Still waiting for someone to say they score more points. Hey, yeah, yeah. Don't go there. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, and the BYU Radio iOS app. Watch our simulcast live on BYU TV. This is simulcast number three officially. You can also catch that on BYUTV.org, our rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Rise and shout. It's Monday, and it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. No threes. No problem. I was really proud of the way we battled on the offensive um, and on, on the glass. We rebounded the ball really well and got second chance points. And so I think that kind of helped make up for uh, not making any threes. You know, I was really hoping to see the, uh, the raise of the three to the eye and then the celebration after on Saturday night, but we didn't get any of that. BYU 0 for 12 from the three-point line, but they still shot over 40% as a team. When has that happened? Tyler Hodges is exactly right. The fact that they were aggressive, and here's the thing. They penetrated the ball so well. Kyle Collinsworth was unstoppable in the first part of the game, and the whole game for that matter. BYU got the ball into the paint, and that created easy buckets at the rim. BYU didn't make a three. Who cares? BYU won the game. The fact that that streak is over uh, is significant to some people. To me, that doesn't matter all that much. Which, by the way, let's do the stat of the day. Roll the music. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Oh, yeah. 577. It's been 577 games since BYU last had a game without a three-pointer. 577 games. I believe that's November 22nd, 1996. 
And was, they won. I was 13. They won the game. That's amazing. That's a long time ago. This, this is a traditional three-point shooting team. They right. did not make one. It's been this way all year. They've, made, they've only made one three-pointer two other games this year. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, the model that BYU is using this year, this is not the same model that they've had the last couple of years. Craig Cusick and Brock Zilstra and company, Tyler Haas, Matt Carlino, last year those guys were making some threes. They would shoot it more, so they would make more, but I don't think it's a problem. No threes, no problem, exactly. You brought up Tyler Hawes. Uh, he got two wide-open looks at three-point range. He doesn't miss those often, but they didn't go in, but he's right. The aggressiveness took over. Guess what? It if you can over. get to the rim, that's preferred over a three-pointer. It's a, I mean, that's simple. It's not that simple, but BYU is getting to the rack a lot. You can still shoot a good percentage when you're making layups, right? I mean, and that's the ideal shot, and you want to shoot layups. Layups and free throws. Nate and Austin put threes. back dunk. Kyle Collinsworth had two missed layups, and then he offensive rebounded it and scored both early. Like he, I, he's getting pretty good at that, by the way. Man, he's your point guard still. Uh, he's, he's the starting point guard. You can't have zero threes tonight, I'll tell you that. Collinsworth finishes with 23 points, 16 rebounds, his best game as a BYU player. You brought up a good point earlier today. He's the only guy that has successful NCAA tournament experience on this team. He went to the Sweet 16 when he was a freshman. He knows what it's like to play in an enormous game. He started on arguably BYU's best team ever as a freshman. That's, that's what kind of contribution he can make. And with the rest, he looked awesome. He was so good on Saturday. And he was, we talked about it Friday, he was the Y factor to me uh, in the weekend, and he showed up in a big way on Saturday. Kyle Collinsworth, uh, we'll have our two-on-one with him in just over a half an hour. You can hear from him. What's amazing is he, he says, I'm not healthy all the way. Oh, oh, really? Well, if, if you're not, great. If you're 90% and that's 90%, we get 23 and 16 out of it. Woo. Yeah, and he didn't wear a brace on that knee set. What's 100% either? Kyle Collinsworth going to give BYU? Yeah, the, and BYU did not practice yesterday. It was Sunday. They don't practice. And so the, uh, they'll be ready to go today against San Francisco. I don't think it matters that they didn't practice. You know what I want to do right now? I want to keep it rolling. Go play basketball? Oh. <laughs> Topic two. A look ahead. Um, the third time they're going to you know, do things different. They've scouted us. This will be the third time now. and you know, They're going to try and pull out different stops to, to, to stop us from getting into our offense and, and cause us trouble on defense. So we know we're going to get a different look now. The hometown kid, Anson Winder from Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman High School, said, and obviously, it's going to be different the third time you face San Francisco. That brings up the old cliche, it's really hard to beat the same team three times. Do you buy into that, In Jared? a single season. Yes, I do a little bit because, uh, especially when the games were close against San Francisco, because that team is very confident and they're right on the edge of possibly beating you. The last time I remember this kind of relevant game where BYU had won both and faced them a third time, San Diego State, 2011, Jimmer's senior year, BYU played them in the title game. That, at that point, BYU had exhausted itself just to get to that point, and they, were, they knew they were in. Although tonight is interesting because San Francisco is the one team that I said a couple weeks ago that BYU wanted to avoid even more than St. Mary's and maybe even more than Gonzaga because of the way they played the Cougars in losses. A seven-point loss on the road, a five-point loss at home. or uh, Sorry, switch that. Seven in San Francisco, five in Provo. San Francisco is a good team. They feel like they might be able to win this whole thing. It's going to be a tough game. Why not? They have the conference coach of the year in Rex Walters. They have the longest winning streak right now in the WCC at six games. So, yeah, they're playing with a lot of confidence. But you know who else is playing with a lot of confidence? BYU. Yeah, that, that brings up an interesting debate. Who is the team 
playing the best right now in the West Coast Conference. San Francisco has won six games, but they didn't beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's in that stretch. That's right. BYU did, including a road win at St. Mary's. And then a dominating performance at home against the Zags. So I would still say BYU is the best team in the West Coast Conference right now. The current level of Especially after of Gonzaga's performance against Santa yes. Clara Saturday. They oh, hung on. Oh, by the way, yeah. They hung on. They this, need a David Stockton layup with one second left to The win. second time they, they beat survive. Santa Clara by they, two. Yeah, that's what they do. They, they find a way to win in meaningful games. So BYU and San Francisco, this is a big game. And looking at all the brackets, if BYU wins tonight, they appear to be in. Whether they win the title, there's the there's the tournament train. Yeah, you. Yeah, let's. let's all indications pull on that horn. All indications appear uh, to say that BYU is going to get in if they win tonight. ESPN's Joe Lunardi just released his newest version of the ESPN brackets. BYU last week was right around the seventh, seventh to, to, to fifth last team independent. Like so, they they kind of fluctuated. They're they're clear of the last eight in. So they're at least the they are in ninth. ahead. They are in ahead of at least eight teams. That's a great spot to be in. Bracket matrix sixth to last, the best spot they've been in recently. Wow. Maybe I'll see. Okay. All right. Man, I love being right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you know, in this I'm, case, I love being wrong. Yes. Exactly. Totally. I, you wanted to be wrong. I wanted to be wrong. And after BYU lost yeah. Pacific, I did not feel like they would be able to get back to this position. <laughs> They, yeah, that, that, was, that was my tournament train a couple weeks ago. But I'm happy to see that BYU turned it around, beat St. Mary's, beat Gonzaga, and they've been playing really good ball. Jeremy has advanced from the caboose to the luggage car. Now I'm in the middle of now, the now train Now you're in the middle somewhere. of the train. Yeah, totally. So wel- welcome aboard, my friend. Welcome aboard. BYU beat San Francisco both regular season games. Both were close. Matt Carlino played an interesting role in both of those wins. So does Carlino step up? Is he the Y factor tonight? You correctly called Kyle Collinsworth as the Y factor against LMU. I give you props for that on Twitter. Is Matt Carlino the guy that needs to get it done again against San Francisco? I think he's played really well against San Francisco in his career. I mean, he's, a, he's averaging something like 18 a game. or I, I don't know the exact number, but somewhere in that range where, uh, the, by the way, the, when BYU played at San Francisco, how different was BYU? Skyler Halfer started. Halford started, shot 12 free throws, scored 18 points. He didn't play in the second half against LMU. In the second game against San Francisco, the theme was uh, rebounding. BYU was plus 18, and Mika and Austin combined for 29 rebounds. I think BYU's got to win the rebounding battle tonight if they want to win. Let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat, and we'll start with women's hoops. They are also in a semifinal today against Pacific, a team that beat BYU in Provo. We called that game together, and Pacific shot 13 of 27 from the three-point line. They have some athletes. They cannot compete with the size of BYU, but the three-point line is the great equalizer. Women's hoops at 2.30 Pacific time, taking on Pacific for a chance to play in the West Coast Conference On BYU final. TV. That will be live on BYU TV with Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler on the call. Uh, one more BYU basketball note. Tyler Hawes is about to pass somebody else on that all-time scoring list. Nine points to be number five to pass yeah. Russ Larson. Number five already. Wow. He'll do that tonight. <laughs> Let's get to Twitter now. BYU will beat San Francisco tonight if fill in the blank. It's Twitter time. At Crazy Coog Fanatic, Eric Mika has a dominating game. How about a double-double for him? That would certainly help against San Francisco's bigs. He had one against San Francisco uh, when they beat him in Provo, when BYU beat San Francisco in Provo. So, yeah, Mika having a big game yeah, certainly 13 will and help. 13, yeah. absolutely. 
at ID Rock Dwy, BYU wins if they play team defense and get three guys, Kyle, Ty, and Anson Ormika, in double digits. I agree. Yeah, the balanced scoring seems to work nicely for BYU. Oh, by the way, did Tyler Haas have 22 on Saturday? Is anybody talking about what Tyler Haas did on 22. Saturday? <laughs> no, he took 22 shots. Was 0 for 5 from 3, but 22 points. He scored 22 points. I, I, it was all about Kyle Collinsworth. He continues to amaze. Like, appreciate what's going on here. Yeah, the, the a, quiet 22 He's going to be Tyler number Haas. one all time. At Matt Bidstrup, BYU will beat San Francisco if they play like they did in the first half against LMU, which Attack. was aggressive. Aggressive yep. to the rim. They Keep them coming. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, with two days left in the West Coast Conference Tournament, who is Sean Farnham's favorite to win the conference championship? We'll ask the ESPN college basketball analyst next. This is BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Las Vegas at the Orleans Arena. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is on demand every day on BYURadio.org and now on BYUTV.org slash DVR. BYU will beat San Francisco tonight if... Fill in the blank. That is our Twitter question today. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. That's a perfect way to bring in our first guest today. He'll call the game tonight on ESPN. His name is Sean Farnham. He's an excellent college basketball analyst. Sean, welcome back to the show. BYU beats San Francisco tonight if fill in the blank. Oh, that's a good question. First, before I answer that question, I just want to say I'm glad you guys are on demand. It makes me feel much more comfortable coming on your show now because I'm always in demand. Oh. So it, it, <laughs> it worked out. It's, it's synergy. The, uh, the, the spike yeah, in yeah, uh, look, downloads they'll, they'll, after they'll the fact. Tonight if they're able to control the, the backboards, if they're able to drive the lane, pick up fouls, this is not a very deep San Francisco team. Uh, we saw them get into foul trouble a little bit against San Diego in the second half of that game and it allowed – uh, USD to kind of fight back and make it a lot closer than it probably should have been. So I think that that, you know, with the way that BYU can attack you off the bounce on the outside, if, if I'm Rex Walters, uh, I'm, I'm very concerned defensively how we're going to match up uh, and how we're going to play position defense to ensure that we do not send the Cougars to the free throw line. Sean Farnham of ESPN on BYU Sports Nation. He will call the West Coast Conference Tournament semifinals tonight at 8 Eastern. Number one seed Gonzaga versus St. Mary's following wait, that. Wait, you said semifinals? I thought that was a championship game. This is, this is new for me. Oh. The, 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 the Zags and St. Mary's aren't in the championship I know, game? right? Yeah, wait a minute. It's, 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 it's shocking. It's a little weird in the West Coast Conference. But yeah, the semifinals, BYU and San Francisco in the other semifinal. And we're glad to have Sean Farnham with us on BYU Sports Nation. Sean, BYU did not make a three-pointer in their win over LMU. 0 for 12, yet they were still able to handle the Lions. Why were they able to do that, in your opinion? Uh, you know, sometimes you just have, you have those off-shooting nights. And I think what, what impressed me most about BYU is the fact that, although they missed some really, some of them were very, really clean shots. In particular, Tyler had at least three that I would have thought would have gone down. Uh, it broke that streak of 577 consecutive games of a made three-pointer 
for BYU. Uh, but I think what it points out to is, is the point that I was just alluding to about what they can do and how they can beat USF. This is not a team that has to rely on the three-point shot. I mean, yes, the three-point shot is a great weapon. It always has been for BYU. Uh, and that's not to say that tonight they won't need to make three-point shots, but they can score in a variety of ways. And Tyler Haas, uh, as we, we've touched on before on this program, his ability to get into that mid-range area to drive the paint, uh, to finish even off-balance shots, has really uh, improved and I think set a tone for the rest of the team. Collinsworth had a huge game the other night. Again, being aggressive, not settling just for your perimeter shot. And, and as, as I was at shoot-around uh, the other day, Carlino, Collinsworth, Hobbs, they were all working on attacking, leaving off of one leg, even taking off balance shots at their shoot-around. So it's something that they work on on a consistent basis. They're getting good at it, uh, and that helps in, in just a mindset, too, of aggressiveness and not staying just complacent to try to beat teams with a three-point shot. Former UCLA Bruin and now ESPN analyst Sean Farnham is on BYU Sports Nation. The first two games in the regular season between the Dons and the Cougars were close ones, a seven-point game and a five-point game, both of which BYU won. What lends itself to these games being close uh, in the matchup with the Dons? The Dons are good. And they defend. They're, they're the most committed defensive team remaining in this field right now. Hmm. They, they hang their hat on that end of the floor. And, you know, Rex has done a tremendous job this year, at, even on the offensive end of the floor, and the way that they've changed their offense. You know, you look back in the Cody Doolin situation, uh, for those of your fan base that doesn't know, Cody Doolin was the, the all-conference guard uh, that ended up leaving the program in late November um, after an incident that took place at practice. And what Rex Walters has done is he's, he's completely overhauled their offense. I mean, they used to be a primary ball screen offense. Now they're, they're running their offense through their bigs, and they've got Cole Dickerson, uh, who, who can have a double-double on any given night, very strong player that can finish underneath, uh, and also turn and face. Uh, Mark Tolleson, who's a, who's a little bit of a matchup nightmare. Cruz Pinkins, who earlier this year wasn't playing a lot of minutes. Conditioning-wise, he would get himself into foul trouble. Uh, and get out of get out of position on the defensive end of the floor, and therefore you didn't get to see what he could actually bring to the offensive end. Now that's kind of changed. His conditioning is better. He's not fouling quite as frequently, even though he did have four fouls the other day uh, and had had to spend a little bit more time on the bench. But this is a team that hangs its hat on defense. They know they're not going to outscore uh, BYU. They know they're not going to outscore Gonzaga or even St. Mary's. So in order for them to win. They've got to defend it with great consistency. And where you see that consistency more than anything is the fact that they were able to sweep every team that you would say, okay, if you want to finish in the top half of this conference, you have to sweep these games. They did that. They got the split with St. Mary's, and obviously they dropped both to BYU and they dropped both to the Zags. Uh, but highly competitive games against BYU, and I anticipate tonight it'll be no different. Sean Farnham of ESPN is on BYU Sports Nation. He'll call the game tonight between BYU and San Francisco on ESPN2 starting at 11.30 Eastern. Prior to that on ESPN between Gonzaga and St. Mary's, not in the West Coast Conference Championship. As Sean pointed, I know. I know. It's just it's, it's weird. But well, you know what? And you know it's good for the conference. It really is. And obviously I'm saying that in a joking fashion when your fan base, your, your fan base knows that the, these two teams have met for the last five years. In, in the in championship game. So we've seen it with a great deal of consistency. This year it's obviously been a very different story. Uh, Gonzaga has absolutely dismantled uh, St. Mary's in the two meetings that they had. And obviously BYU put itself in position to get the two seed. And, you know, they have yet to make the conference championship game since they've made the switch over from the Mountain West Conference. And I think for your fan base, that's probably shocking. If you asked your fan base 
uh, three years ago, hey, we're going to the WCC. Uh, are we going to be in the title game this year? Everybody in your fan base would have said, we're going to the title game every year. Uh, but it has not played out that way. And I think that speaks to the depth of this conference, the quality, especially at the top of this conference. And with BYU joining uh, Gonzaga and St. Mary's, I think we're now starting to see that trickle-down impact on the conference as a whole. Pepperdine has taken a drastic step forward, even though they took the loss the other night. They're, they're, you see the young components that they have, and you say, okay, they're going to be pretty good, and they're going to get even better next year. You know, USF, a lot of young players still on this roster. They're going to be better next year, and that's the impact of a BYU joining what was a, a two-team conference, making it a three, and now we're going to start to see that push for this conference depth to become of more of a four and a five-team conference where they're going to have to take some losses. And with that, though, the scheduling needs to improve on that fourth and fifth potential team uh, that wants to move up because they've got to strengthen their RPI to help out the teams at the top. Uh, even if they take those losses, you still want to help out the teams at the top so that you can have an easier path into the NCAA tournament and continue to make sure that you get multiple pits. While we're on the topic of conference depth, and we're talking with Sean Farnham of ESPN, who is a color, uh, color analyst, college basketball expert on ESPN, there has been an undoubtedly crazy parody all over. You bring up Pepperdine. They were picked to finish 10th. They finished as the number 5 seed. San Francisco's 3. St. Mary's falls to number 4. And so, really, it's, it's been you never know who's going to win. Santa Clara just about upset Gonzaga. San Francisco's won six games in a row. BYU's won five in a row. Right now, who do you feel like is the best team in terms of the level of playing right now in the West Coast Conference? I think when you look at the, the level of play right now, I think you still have to give a slight edge to, to Gonzaga. Uh, just because the, I, I look in the tournament time, I give experience. They, they've come here, they've accomplished uh, and accomplished their mission more often than not. Um, I, I, I think the, the Dower and Karnowski combination is a difficult one for teams to match up with. I think the, the biggest key for anyone that faces Gonzaga, you have to get two early fouls on one of those two players. Just one. Because then Gonzaga becomes a much smaller team. When they become a smaller team, then that, that plays into the hands of a BYU or of a St. Mary's tonight. And, and the problem is they haven't been able to do that. A lot of teams have not been able to do that uh, over, over the course of the season. Uh, and, but this is not as, as strong as a Gonzaga team as it was a year ago. And, and I think there's an argument you can make. I could sit here with you right now and tell you why each and every one of the four teams that remain can easily win this conference title. Uh, tomorrow night, all four of them, and I think that's that's what we're that's what we're talking about. Like where this conference is at now and where it's moving forward. Um, I think that's that's the part that excites me most about the West Coast Conference, and and obviously the direction that Jamie Zanevich has taken this um, taken this conference. I think is great. The television exposure continues to improve. Uh, that only that only helps with recruiting. Uh, obviously, BYU fans should be thrilled with not only where they're at right now, and, and obviously some losses this year I'm sure that they like, that fans are probably displeased with, but overall it's been a very good season. Uh, and, and where this program is going in the future is even brighter. Uh, and the recruiting efforts of this coaching staff has been outstanding. Well, Sean, we appreciate the time. Good luck on the call tonight, and hashtag everything is awesome. <laughs> yeah, everything is awesome still. You know, what, you know what is really awesome is that uh, I wake up this morning, I get on the bike, I, I rode for over 10 miles on the bike this morning at like 7 a.m. Okay. If, if anybody wants to find the quiet place in Las Vegas, the place where you can really just go into deep thought and put yourself in a positive mind frame, 
It's Go a to gym. a workout facility <laughs> at like 7 a.m. in a hotel. <laughs> nobody in nobody. a workout facility at 7 a.m. <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. <laughs> we, will, we will take notes and remember that the next time we come to Las Vegas uh, with BYU well, Sports Nation. Well, you, you still have probably one more day. I mean, if you've got to take care of business, you've got at least we'll, one more day. We'll here be here Vegas. tomorrow. You can get win- tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Okay. Go find your happy place and get your workout in. <laughs> we'll be here win or lose tomorrow. So, Sean, thanks okay. for the time. All right, guys, be good. I'll see you guys tonight over the arena. Sounds good. Sean Farnham of ESPN on BYU Sports Nation. BYU will beat San Francisco tonight if fill in the blank. Let's go back to Twitter. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> the workout room. That's, that's good. That is really good. At Tander123, if we dominate the offensive boards, oh, and we score more than them. Of course, yep. that's a direct yep. That's a direct. You're that shot person. at Spencer. You're that person. Okay. At Laser Sheet, BYU wins if they out-rebound the Dons. I think it's going to come down to that. At Rex Source Rex, Nate Austin, and at Irk, Irk 95, Eric Mika, will need to come up big. They that, did in the win in Provo. That's interesting because we, asked, we just asked Sean Farnham of ESPN, how does BYU win this game? And he went right to the boards. Physical inside play, they need to win the game inside. That's, I mean, San Francisco, they don't have a great player, but they have a bunch of good players. I like Avery Holmes as the point guard. Tollefson's 6'9". He's going to guard Haas. That's a tough guard for Tyler because the guy's wingspan is like 9'7". Uh, Pinkins uh, on the inside and all those guys, they're, they're big. Dicker, Cole Dickerson's a good shooter as well as a post player. Mark Tollefson can almost dunk standing flat-footed. <laughs> he's like the Tayshaun Prince of the WCC. <laughs> Up next, BYU assistant basketball coach Tim Lacombe joins us. What's the Cougars' game plan for success? We're going to go inside the huddle. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and simulcast on BYU TV. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. What a day scheduled for us here. The, the folks at BYU Broadcasting, our crew here at have got their hands full, and we're happy to do it. There's a lot going on. Uh, we'll just point out this one thing. Tonight on True Blue at 8.30 Eastern, Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler preview the matchup between BYU and San Francisco. Recap uh, BYU and Pacific Women's Hoops. The commissioner of the WCC, Jamie Zaninovich, is on the show, as well as BYU basketball assistant coach Mark Pope. True Blue's live tonight right here on this desk on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 8.30 Eastern. BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe joining BYU Sports Nation yet again. Coach, great to have you back on. Uh, Quite simply, what is the game plan for success tonight against the San Francisco Dons? Well, they're they're, uh, on a great streak right now. Um, We're playing with a ton of confidence, one six in a row, um, and feeling really good about things. Uh, We are as well, and really it's just at this point in the season, it's the team that um, goes out there and executes the best and, and puts everything out there. You know, there, there's a lot of different variables in this game, but um, the, the team, I think that uh, for us, you know, if we, if we can go out there and execute the way we uh, have talked about for the last few weeks and, and make every play really important and every possession really important, um, you know, we, we stand a great chance to continue to advance. Tim McComb is on BYU Sports Nation. Tim, BYU is a unique place, of course, does not play on Sunday, does not practice on Sunday. How did you guys manage preparing the guys uh, for a game uh, a day later without practicing? 
Well, we've we've had uh, a lot of practice at that. Uh, particularly this year, we we played um, we played three games on Mondays uh, leading up to this during this season, and so um, it's something where you know our guys have at least experienced it, and um, we just we all got got together yesterday morning, went to church together, and then uh, had kind of a quiet afternoon, and met last night, um, and you know talked through a few things and. Um, gave them kind of a printed scouting report for them to review, and then we'll we'll get together uh, this morning, watch some film, and, and hit our walkthrough, uh, and just get ready to go. The good thing is we know these guys. We've we've played them twice. We know how they play. We know their characteristics and tendencies. We know what they like to get done. So it's not a it's not a brand new team that you know we've got to kind of got to cram in there. We know these guys watch them play. Um, you know, as coaches in this tournament. And so we have a real familiarity with them and our guys do too. And so it's just a matter of uh, making sure that our plan is sound and that our guys understand what we're going to do. BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, we just talked to Sean Farnham of ESPN, uh, who's going to call the game tonight on ESPN2, tipping off at 8.30 Pacific. He said his place of zen uh, on the morning in Las Vegas is, is headed to the gym. Uh, because at 7 o'clock in Las Vegas, there's nobody there. It is this perfect, quiet, peaceful place. What is your place of zen on game day in Las Vegas? Well, it's uh, it's probably being in a room with our guys. Um, you know, there's a good vibe around our team right now. We all enjoy being around each other. Um, we're headed actually headed down to have breakfast here soon uh, and then go to shoot around. So I guess my place is in. It would just be around hanging around with our guys and, um, you know, nothing better than a game day, an opportunity to go out and compete with, uh, with everything else that, you know, we've been through this year. We're in a great place and we're excited. We're excited to get out there and compete tonight and compete against a really good team, team we have a lot of respect for and hopefully, uh, you know, be talking tomorrow about playing, uh, again. So that's, that's then for me. Tim, a lot of people have made a big deal about, hey, BYU didn't make any threes, that streak is over. I didn't think it was that big a deal because you won the game and were very aggressive and got easier shots uh, with it. Uh, any concern at all about the three-pointers, and what do you say to the guys coming into the game tonight? No, not, not at all. Um, you know, our, our three-point shot for us has been probably a little bit less important than years past. Um, you do like to make them uh, when you shoot them, but I think our guys showed a real level of uh, – maturity in, in the fact that you know nobody was drilling them we weren't taking bad ones the shots we got were good uh, but we didn't force the issue uh, we, we got a lot of baskets going to the rim getting inside the paint we scored a lot on um, you know turning the other team over getting out in the open floor I felt like our guys made great decisions um, in the open floor and found each other so it, it's probably for it to be that long, it's, a, it's definitely kind of an outlier and an anomaly. But like you said, it's great to have that come on a night when you win the game and, and kind of win it comfortably. You're not really dependent upon that three-point shot. Um, you know, the way things work out sometimes when there's kind of something crazy that happens one way, maybe the next night, maybe tonight we'll make 20. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world either. So, um, no, not concerned at all. Our guys... Uh, have shot traditionally shot pretty well in this gym um, and uh, just look at it as something that that happened and we'll move on and take the victory and hopefully make a bunch tonight. 
BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, we'll hope for 20, just for the record, and, and three-pointers. Kyle Collins were good, wouldn't it? I'll take 10. That would be fantastic. Kyle Collins were 23 points, 16 rebounds. What is his value on this BYU basketball team this year? It's hard to put a, it's hard to put a value on him. Uh, you know, I've told Kyle several times it's not all the stuff that he does on the floor that everybody sees is, you know, you, that, that there's there's not enough time to talk about all that, but it's also the the presence and leadership that he brought this team. I think we've talked about it before. Um, we had great guys on our team last year, uh, but we didn't have a lot of vocal leadership. And there's been several times this year where we've been in kind of the throes of a tough game, whether it be halftime or a timeout. And Kyle will look everybody in the eye, grab somebody by the jersey, and you know, just tell him we're not going to lose this game. We're going to find ways to win this game. And so not only the stuff that he does on the floor with um, kind of running the show and making tough physical plays and going getting that tough rebound and finding a guy for an assist, driving in hard and getting fouled and scoring it, so all those things. But then the intangible thing of leadership has been uh, absolutely invaluable for this group because that that's kind of what everybody was looking for and. So for him to accomplish all that coming off his mission uh, is is remarkable, and we're just we're really fortunate to have him in the program. Talking with BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe, Kyle after the game told us that he's not one hundred percent. I would love to see Kyle at one hundred percent. How is his health and the team's health overall going into tonight's semifinal game against San Francisco? You know, it's interesting. He he took that that crazy fall at St. Mary's, and he's done a really good job of. Uh, of minding that, and I think uh, we as coaches have tried to limit, you know, practice time, make sure that we just get all of the really important stuff covered, and you know, shorten practice time down a little bit. Not just for Kyle, but for everybody. We've played a lot. We've played uh, a lot of games thus far in the season. Our guys have a great idea what we want to do, so we, we make sure we cover the essential things. But beyond that, Kyle's done a really good job of getting treatment. Pre-game, post-game, making sure he's uh, spending time uh, with our with our strength coach and working on flexibility with our trainers. I would say, watching Kyle warm up the other day, I noticed um, a little bit more pop in his legs. And I felt like he was showing a little bit more. So I think he actually feels a little more healthy than he did perhaps in the last couple of weeks. But he probably, if, you know, if he says he's not 100, percent he only he knows that. Um, and what he's been able to do, not at 100%, like you said, is is awesome. And I think he's definitely kind of trending back toward being 100%, but he's probably, I, I don't know what to put a value on where he's at, but um, he definitely shows signs of having a little bit more life in his legs, which is, uh, which is really important at this time of season. BYU assistant basketball coach Tim Lacombe is on BYU Sports Nation. What of the first two games with San Francisco, which were very different from each other, and the lineups for BYU are very different, is used, if at all, to form tonight's game plan? Well, I think what you can find, what you can see is, you know, for both sides, is how, how we attack each other and then how we defend each other. And, and there are certain things you look for in every, every game plan, every scout. The thing that I think is uh, pretty obvious is that it's a really physical team. Uh, they're, they're, they might be the most physical team in our league, uh, and they do a really, really good job of game planning for us um, on a defensive end. 
And so we just need to make sure that we add, we've added a couple of wrinkles here and there where we've seen how they've guarded certain actions, and maybe we can put a couple counters in there to try to expose that. Um, the other thing that's really evident is that rebounding is a huge key to this game for both sides um, because both teams have, like I said before, we know each other, we're going to guard each other, probably pretty similar to we have in the past, but those rebounds, both offensively and defensively, um, give you an opportunity to, you know, you get a defensive rebound to get out in transition, you get an offensive rebound, it's another option opportunity to score against a very physical, tough defense. So um, I would say those two things, they're, the fact they're so physical and they're, they're definitely going to put a body on you every time you run the lane, uh, and then how important the rebounding game is for both sides in this. You know, we've got to we've got to make sure that we make that a real priority tonight. Um, those would be the things that probably stand out the most. Talking with Tim Lacombe, BYU basketball assistant coach, here live at the Orleans Arena from the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Our Twitter question today, Coach, is BYU will win tonight. They will beat San Francisco tonight if, and then we're inviting everyone to fill in the blanks. So in your short answer form, BYU will beat the Dons if what happens? In 140 characters or less, Tim. (laughs) Uh, If we score more points. (laughs) He's that guy. (laughs) You're that guy. Uh, That's always always the Coach Rose approach, you know, keep it really simple. Oh, I knew I'd get a couple of those today. No one we breaks it down like points, Tim Lacombe. We'll win the game. Okay. I'm, I, in that, I'm 100% confident. About. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Tim, great to have you. Good luck tonight. We'll see you down uh, the, on the court level in uh, just a few hours. Hey, do, do I need to take any offense to the fact that you guys now have gone, uh, you've gone simulcast or whatever and uh, you've got me only on radio? I don't get to make an appearance. Is that anything that I feel bad about my looks at all or are we good? You are always welcome to come and join us on the desk, Coach. It's, a, it's up to producer Ben Bagley. Apparently, he made the call there, so who knows? <laughs> oh, okay. So Your boy, Ben. You're throwing my guy under the bus. Right? <laughs> you're going to have to take that up with Bags. We would love to have you up here. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Good luck tonight. <laughs> oh, that is good stuff. <laughs> BYU will beat San Francisco tonight if fill in the blank. That's our Twitter question. Keep your responses coming. Up next, our two-on-one with Kyle Collinsworth. How did he feel about his 23.16 rebound performance against the LMU Lions? Find out next on BYU Sports Nation. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Tyler Haas and the BYU Cougars ready for their semifinal showdown at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas as the West Coast Conference Championships roll on. Our simulcast of BYU Sports Nation continues from our bridge set. Glad to have you with us here on BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live. Tonight we have a live post-game show on BYU TV immediately after the game on ESPN2, so join us for that. And then after that post-game show, watch a rebroadcast of the game tonight on BYU television. We spoke earlier about BYU's NCAA tournament experience on the current roster. There's only one player that has played in the Sweet 16. That is Kyle Collinsworth. However, Tyler Hawes, Nate Austin, and Anson Weiner and Matt Carlin have, have all had NCAA tournament minutes going back to the Iona game. And Marquette. And Marquette. The loss against Marquette in the second round. However, as we mentioned, only one person has played in the Sweet 16. Kyle Collinsworth, he scored 23-16 and 16 on Saturday night in a win against LMU. And he is our two-on-one guest. Here is that interview from last Saturday night. 
Okay, Kyle. Uh, that appeared to me to be your best game as a BYU Cougar. How did it feel out there, brother? Um, it felt good. I just tried to stay aggressive the whole game and had that mindset come in. I like playing this time of year. It's fun for me. You know, I just it's basketball. It's re- basketball is really basketball. So I just tried to stay aggressive the whole 40 minutes and turned out great. Your team's been playing really well, and it's hard to have to take some rest. But for you, I'm guessing that the two weeks off with just two games probably helped you with your knee. Is that correct? Yeah, it did help a lot. And, it, you know, it's still not where it 100%, but it's getting better. And it's been a long journey, rehab and getting ready to where I'm at now. But it's been worth it. How was your experience uh, having played as a freshman with the Sweet 16 team? You played in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. You played in the NCAA Tournament, got to the Sweet 16. Maybe helped this year. Uh, I was thinking about that the other day, and I was wondering if it would transfer over since I took a two-year two break, but I, it did. You know, I came on the court, and I felt like I needed to be aggressive for my teammates, you know, to help them in their first tournament game. Some of them haven't played in the tournament atmosphere, so I just was aggressive from the start and helped my teammates and myself out. Well documented that BYU is unique in that players go away for two years. You return from Russia and with the so-called mission legs, do you feel like you're you're back to where you want to be after the mission now? Yeah, I do feel like that. And then I had that knee injury and took a couple of weeks to try to get it better. But it's been a long process. It's been frustrating. It's been, you know, it's, it's behind the scenes. It's, it's not always pretty. You know, it's a long journey. But I've worked hard and I've been patient. I've listened to my body and I feel like I'm, I'm back. 10 of 15 from the field. You got to the rim quite a bit, and if you weren't getting the shot, other guys were getting the shot. How important was it, uh, the penetration into the paint in this game? It was super important because once you get in the lane, just open things up for myself and for my teammates. You know, we found shooters. You know, we didn't hit, a lot of, we didn't hit any threes today, but that's all right because we still won by double digits, so that was good. And, and that Nate Austin dunk, that was on purpose, right, the miss-offs? Yeah. The I, he said throw it off, and I threw that <laughs> right off. No, that was a good play by him. First game in 577 that BYU has not made at least one three-pointer. Got to go all the way back to 1996, but you still win. Uh, what's your team doing to be able to win games while not making three-point shots? Uh, we're just getting to the hoop, and we're attacking the offensive boards. We gave ourselves a lot of second-chance points, so I think that's what did it, just staying aggressive. So if you go 0 for 12 tonight, does that mean you go 10 for... 12 on Monday? <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to light them up. <laughs> the guarantees continue to fly. Okay, we've been giving you a hard time about a triple-double. We'll take 23-16 and 16 today. Like we'll, we'll settle for that. But do you, do you still feel like it's somewhere in there, down, down the road? In the, in the I do. Future? I feel like it's coming up, so stay tuned. <laughs> San Francisco, those were tight games. Uh, seven on the road, a five-point win at home. <laughs> Uh, what do you expect on Monday night in a big semifinal? Uh, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a physical game, and we got to dominate the glass in order to win it. It's going to be a huge focus. Any plans for uh, the weekend now that you have a day off? What, what's your schedule like over the next 48 hours? Uh, tonight, I'm just going to we'll go out to eat and enjoy it with my teammates and just let my mind relax. I like to do that after a game. Just think about the game and enjoy the win, and tomorrow we'll get after it. And enjoy the NASCAR race? Uh, no, but <laughs> it's a good idea. Congratulations on the win. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. 
That's our two-on-one with Kyle Collinsworth after the LMU win on Saturday night as BYU advances to the semifinals. They will take on San Francisco tonight for a chance to play in what would be their first-ever West Coast Conference championship title game. Absolutely. You can watch that on ESPN2 and listen on BYU Radio. We'll have a live post-game show after the game right here on BYU TV and then a rebroadcast right after that. Good time to remind you that BYU TV will broadcast both of the West Coast Conference women's semifinals today, starting at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern, uh, with the Gonzaga and and St. Mary's. Mary's game. So the Gonzaga men and women will both uh, have matchups against St. Mary's in their semifinals. BYU's women's team will take on Pacific in the second semifinal. That starts at roughly 2.30 Pacific. 5.30 Eastern. Again, those games live on BYU TV with Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. The top four seeds on the men and women's sides made it to the semis. There have been no upsets outside of the opening round. We saw two 10 seeds win so the quarters, in the opening round. All but the quarterfinals seeds. have been all chalk is what they have given that term. Is it, It's what's expected. So yeah, it's been awfully chalky. Are we going to see an upset tonight? We're going to find out. Let's see the two seeds go through, huh? Absolutely. BYU will beat San Francisco tonight in the men's matchup if what happens? That is our Twitter question today. You've got tweets. At Bridger Hill, big Kremlin plays. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Mario and everything is awesome. Matt Carlino. Make at Tyler least I'll three each. Make at least a three each. So one three-pointer each from, from Mario and from Kyle, Tyler, Matt, Haas, and Tyler. And Tyler. There you go. I, I love his code names. <laughs> and Coach Rose shows why he would have been, West, why he should have been, been West Coast Conference yeah. Coach of the Year over Rex Walters. At Trevor Linton, your brother. Yes. Weird that I bring this up, but they got to make free throws. Yeah, that is super weird. No, yeah. They, free, free throws have been a huge emphasis all season long for this team. It's, it's been it's been. I didn't notice free rough. throws against LMU. BYU was 25 of 36. They missed 11 free throws. 70%, 69%. They missed 11 free throws. In a close game, free throws matter, and you expect a close game tonight. They made no threes. So, yeah, make your free throws. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around is loaded. Some rugby, maybe even some football. I don't know. We're going to go there as we continue live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is BYU Sports Nation. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU football team in spring practice today. Right now, it's all about Monday night basketball. As we continue, BYU Sports Nation from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. You know what time it is, brother. Whoops. Yep. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU beat the Lions of LMU 85-74 to advance to the WCC semifinals and will face San Francisco tonight, 11.30 Eastern on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. BYU TV will have a postgame immediately following the game on ESPN2 and then a rebroadcast on BYU TV. Women's basketball. The women's team dominated Pepperdine 77-51 on Saturday. They advance to face a tricky team in Pacific in today's semifinal. Bring them on! Will be seen live on BYU TV at 5 Eastern. Men's volleyball. BYU lost Friday. What? At number three, Long Beach State, then beat Cal State Northridge on Saturday. The Cougars host Irvine. Big match. And UC San Diego this weekend in Provo, both on BYU TV. Baseball. After that, no hitter, which was ridiculous. Awesome. 
The Cougars lost to Nickel State 10-2 Friday, 6-1 on Saturday. So they lose the series. No, they, they still... tied the series because oh, they, they played a second game. Okay. 2-2. BYU is at Dallas Baptist at, today at 4 Eastern. Gymnastics. The Cougar gymnasts get a 196-125 yeah. to beat Washington yep. on senior night in the Smithfield House. Raquel Wilman Hatch won the all-around 39.35. No one breaks down gymnastics likes BYU Sports Nation. Tennis. The women's team edged San Francisco 4-3. Oh, a sign of things to come, perhaps? I like it. The men's team did fall 7-0 to number 41, Texas Tech. Almost pulled off the upset. <laughs> Softball. <laughs> Not even close. BYU went 2-3 at the Stanford-Louisville Slu- yep, Louisville. Slugger Classic with wins against Portland State and North Dakota State. We own those guys. The Cougars head to Hawaii now for the Rainbow Wahine Classic in Honolulu starting Wednesday. That sounds enjoyable. Rugby. BYU beat top-ranked St. Mary's 35-21. Revenge. In Provo, they split the season series with the Gales at one apiece. The Cougars play at Idaho State this Saturday. Don't sleep on Idaho State. Says Trevor Maddich. Oh, and one more thing. Countdown. Countdown to Connecticut. 172. It's just awkward with all the syllables. We should mention lacrosse as well. They beat number two Colorado State over the weekend. They also lost to Colorado, but a big win over number two CSU. 172. (laughs) (laughs) Just just in case you missed that the first time around. Yeah, thanks. Who gets our rise and shout? Let's go with Kyle Collinsworth. (laughs) And let us bestow some of the BYU Sports Nation karma upon him. We grant Kyle Collinsworth the BYU Sports Nation karma officially. He, he gets it. If you're unfamiliar with this uh, interview, a guy comes on the show, and we give him karma, and then the next game they have a big game. It's happened repeatedly. Skyler Halford had 28 points in a game. Jamal Williams had 180, uh, 182 yards rushing against Texas. Lexi Eaton, Jennifer Hampson, The Tyler list Hawes. goes on and on. There's like 30 to 40 I think there's like 200 people on the list at this point. <laughs> it's, it's getting out of control. It's a little freaky. But we love it. BYU will beat San Francisco tonight if they score more points than the Dons. That according to BYU assistant coach Tim Lacombe. Thanks, Spencer. Thanks to our crew and everyone that uh, helped today. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. If you missed any of today's show, put your minds at ease. Episodes on demand, BYU TV and org. This is BYU Sports Nation.